You are listening to Cast. This is a final season 10 cluster for episodes 22, The Prisoner, and 23, Brothers Keeper. Welcome back to Digicast. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Hello! And we're also joined by our expert down in Texas, Annie. Hello! Hey! And geographically near there, our other newbie, Yvette. Hey, y'all! And at the top in Brooklyn, you heard our other expert, Bianca. Hello! And we're also joined, rejoined, once again, by our special guest, Megan. Hey guys, Megan! Hello, Megan! Yay! Gang's all here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Almost one of these days, we got to get Nutty on. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. I'm glad I've got so. some other fangirls here tonight. I forgot how emotional these two episodes are. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Um, they are. They are a lot. Some stuff happens. Some stuff happens. <laughs> yes. So I don't know if we have. Do we have one-liners for these two episodes this time? Oh hell yeah! Ah. <laughs> yeah I've I've got one for the second one. Perfect. <laughs> so I guess if we're uh, we're doing things slightly different, mm. I have written a summary for the prisoner. Um. Which is a very Bianca summary that hopefully everyone will enjoy. <laughs> but uh, Yvette, yes, yes. Remy, you're which involved one in is the prisoner? Uh, this is the one where Dean fights the Frankenstein's. <laughs> <laughs> Not untrue. Not untrue. So uh, we open the episode with an Ever. Uh, <clears throat> An evil skater post Malone disses a young academic, <laughs> seemingly the youngest of the Steins. <laughs> post Malone, he was a little, he was a little doodleberry. Yeah, it was a little doodleberry. That's right. Evil skater post Malone. Because I call post Malone doodleberry. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you know what happens happens to doodleberry once you get too many doodles on him. You throw that crap in the trash. Oh. <laughs> wow. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I actually really enjoy Hollywood is Bleeding. It's a very chill record. So, you know, the whole first time I knew who Post Malone was, I did not realize that he was not a sad black boy. So when I saw a picture of him, I was very surprised. <laughs> um... But, you know, chill music. But we have an evil skater version of him in this episode. So he, uh, this particular character will be referred to going forward as Skater Post. 
So uh, an older Stein arrives, who we will call Driving Cousin, <laughs> and asks <laughs> asks our young academics, whose name is Sai, uh, is there a problem? After establishing that there is no problem, Driving Cousin ends up stalking Skater Post later. Uh, after that, we are reminded of what just happened in the last episode, which was we lost a beloved character, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, the brothers build a funeral pyre for Charlie while a montage of a bunch of Charlie stuff plays, reminding us of major Charlie moments in the series. Sam attempts a eulogy for her, but Dean is too mad to let the moment stand and argues with Sam while they watch Charlie burn. In fact, Dean is so infuriated that he says he wishes Sam was dead, which is so interesting since for several seasons he's been more reckless than this in order to keep <laughs> Sam alive. <laughs> How did we feel about this this scene, newbies? It was, I don't know. It was painful. Yes. Because we all really like Charlie, so... Well, I know I don't know if everybody did. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think I said in a previous review that I felt like she was getting more and more misused this season. Mm-hmm. Like she was, yeah, agreed. she was well used in the episodes they really wrote for her. And once they decided to fold her in more, it was more of a just uh, here's another character in the room. Yeah, I was annoyed that they like they kind of did her dirty with this. Yeah, you know? it's like it's her goodbye, and we have Dean like deaning all over the moment. And being like, right. <laughs> forget this eulogy, actually, because I'm angry. <laughs> Which, oh, you know, is really a hint of, of further Dean anger to come. You know, he's got a lot of misplaced anger. But I was like, really? You couldn't just, like, let this character have a send-off? He starts to place it better and later in the episode. Spoiler alert. is this the first time we had a montage for a character death no they did that for body too didn't they did they they must have i think they did i can't remember how many seasons ago bobby actually died oh (laughs) (laughs) because we it was leviathans we just saw i think that's season eight Mm, yes season seven or eight seven or eight he got shot by dick (laughs) You get yeah, shot by Dick. It's a season everyone likes to forget about because it's such a mess. <laughs> um, all right. So after this, over at the Stein compound, Eldon, who cousin Eldon, we met the previous episode. Uh, Eldon is reprimanded by Papa Stein for not having the Book of the Damned and for losing an arm in the process. I thought you were going to say Papa Smurf there. <laughs> <laughs> Papa's dying. <laughs> Papa Smurf. <laughs> uh, so he's mad that he doesn't have the book because that was like the whole point. That's why Charlie was being chased. You know, they're after the Book of the Damned because it belongs to them. Eldon says he found something better though. The Winchesters have unthinkable magical goodies at their base. And if Papa gives Eldon a team to support a raid of the bunker, the Steins will get access to innumerable treasures. I legit, I legit thought that this. I mean, maybe it's better place later in the summary. I legit thought this was going to be the, the okay time to clear out, get a new set. We're, <laughs> we're done with this bunker. Yeah, That's I kind of thought that too. But... especially later on, but especially later, yeah. Um. Meanwhile, it's clear that Young Side does not enjoy the family business. Uh, 
it's revealed that Driving Cousin has actually not killed Skater Post, just captured him. And Papa Stein proudly tells Sai that he can do the honors of butchering Skater Post in order to get revenge and get Elzen a new arm in the process. The family pressures young Sai into cutting into Skater Post, despite his clear aversion and refusal to do so. They tell him it's his legacy. It seems weird that they wouldn't have been, like, training him to do this, though, right? Like, because it makes it seem like it's his very first time ever, ever carving an arm. And cutting like into a, somebody. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like something you would need to learn how to do. Like, I wouldn't know how to just carve an arm off and then use it for something I don't else. know. If, I don't know if I'd want to be the recipient of the carved off by the first timer. Yeah, exactly. Like, the tendons might be all jagged and weird. There's a a story that my uncle tells, uh, my uncle's former mortician, about uh, a new guy that they hired that was fresh out of school and really botched some stuff up. And those people were at least already dead. (laughs) And they were already dead. And You don't have to reuse their parts for anything. Yeah, he had been to school, but he, like, totally... He totally biffed it, and they like had to tell the family, and oh, bad. oh yeah. No. Well, he didn't. He didn't know how to get into like one of their main arteries of the of the leg, which is how they usually do it. So he went into the neck. <gasps> oh god. Okay. Yeah, and there was like no hiding it. And, yeah, it was bad. So, so. Oh boy. But yeah, that's what happens when you get newbie. Yeah, and, and don't you? think it was interesting that they like were like oh you're alive so we're gonna start you off with a y incision in your chest yeah, <laughs> i don't think that's how arm. you would do i don't know <laughs> when do they just drug them first well it's i well, guess they're sadistic because they're creepy it's science you know yeah i guess would be that they had the baby harvest the organs and then somebody with more experience amputated the arm yeah. oh okay i like yeah. that that makes sense Oh, oh, you only got two thirds of the liver. Oh well, that's what's. <laughs> that's all right. So that's pr- that's plenty. That'll go a little ways. Yeah, well, especially if you already have one. So you got one and two thirds. Yeah, if you're so getting you multiple, really drink it up. Now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dean probably should have stolen one of those livers before he left the compound. Oh, God. Spare. <laughs> Nobody needs spare. His can't possibly be in good shape. Well, uh, yeah. Sam. Returns to Castiel and Rowena in the bunker and tells them that Charlie has passed. Cass asks what's to do next, and just as Sam is about to say he's done with this project for good, he gets an email from Charlie. It's the file she uploaded and the email we saw her send last episode. With this information, Rowena can now crack the code of the Book of the Damned. Oh, and yeah, Sam can now try to make up for all the times Dean has done this same thing for him. They decide to move forward because it's clear Dean can't go on bearing the mark. Rowena refuses to decode and perform the removal spell, though, unless Sam kills Crowley. Fair. Which is some classic, you know, you know something's gonna, you know, you know some sort of deal is gonna be made somehow. That's just how the show works, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're like... Oh, not only are they going to team up with this evil person in order to do something for one of the brothers, like, somehow it's going to go wrong, and somehow they're going to have to make a third and fourth deal on top of everything, so. 
Um, what did do? Did you all feel like this was going to be the end of Crowley, or like what? Are, what? What are you thinking at this at this point? I mean, I'm exhausted by Crowley, so I was kind of hoping it would be the end of him. Um, I haven't been a Rowena fan, but I've been liking her since she hung out with Charlie. So I was rooting for, you know, I was Team Rowena on this one. But I'm I'm done with Crowley. That actor is annoying me. He's <laughs> over it. He needs to go. Big old buggy eyes. Bingo. <laughs> did you did you and uh, and Paul think that it was actually going to happen? I think that I I think that I, during the during the actual assassination uh, attempt, I I thought it was really succeeding. Yeah, you kind of you kind of it's you know it's unclear, but you know I always like to ask about newbiness <laughs> as we go on. <laughs> but I, I gotta say I I I I'm not ready to see the actor go. I I you know. He's been around genre TV forever between the X Files and Firefly and Doctor Who and this and Yeah, he I saw him on Star funny, Trek uh in funny the places. Other night. Oh really? Huh. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. Like I was just randomly watching like a Star Trek Voyager like rerun rerun and oh. I was like, Oh, hey look, it's that dude again. Huh, and weird. he was in um Doom Patrol. Hmm. Which is funny. I was like, What? And he basically like plays a version of this character. <laughs> <laughs> he works a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's have a good early. agent, right? Yeah, must be. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's lots of good jobs. Or probably part of it is that they're like, yeah, and then for this character, we're gonna get a Mark Shepard type, and then he's like, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Did somebody say my name? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that paycheck. Yeah. Okay, uh, so Rowena still won't do any work on decoding the book unless her son is dead. Um, Sai, a Stein henchman, Eldon, and his new arm, <laughs> arrive at the Winchester bunker and begin to raid it for treasures. Sai is... Oh, no, wait. I just skipped a whole paragraph. I'm like, wait a second. Okay. So I have a I have a technical question. Okay. So like I know when your mom had her hip replaced, uh-huh. you know she has a robo hip. She has actually two of them now. That they took great time and precision in measuring out like you know where the bone cuts and everything were going to be, uh-huh. so that this thing actually fit and she wasn't like crooked. It- so. Are they actually, like, taking all of the time to, like, measure out the new arm before they reattach it? I don't know. They come from a long line of mad scientists. It's so don't possible. don't you think, like, maybe one of their... Don't you think they'd, like, be jobbling along and hobbling along? Do you think that that really would work out so well if they didn't, like, take the time that it takes to, you know, get down to the, to the micro inches? Or... There might have been a lot of trial and error involved. I mean, we know that it's... The whole tattoo. I was just going to say, we know for sure that it's his arm because uh, that tattoo was pretty prominent early on. And then you see it later being like, oh, it really is that arm. Right. But that arm would be longer than his or whatever. So I I have a problem with that. Maybe they magicked it to fit. But I accidentally (sighs) skipped a whole paragraph of summary. Whoa, whoops. (laughs) Rewind. (laughs) Um. 
So we we're back to Dean. So Dean has tracked the Steins to Shreveport and gets treated like a black man by some local cops. At the station, <laughs> the cops yeah. find Dean's stash of hunter gear and attempt to detain him. Dean the scene with Dean and the cops made me like hella uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't need to watch this. I could like. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's why I'm like, honestly, I'm just going to write that in the summary because that's exactly what happens. It is exactly what happens. (laughs) He gets treated like a black man by some local cops is what happens. Um, uh, At the station, the cops find Dean's stash of hunter gear and attempt to detain him. Dean rages out and learns that the cops are working for Papa Monroe Stein. He rambles over to the Stein compound only to get captured again immediately. Papa Stein prepares to cut into Dean, but Dean tells them that the mark makes him invincible, so they should just let him go, and he might let them live. Excited at the prospect of an immortal lab rat, Papa Stein wants to move ahead anyway. In another burst of Kane Rambo rage, Dean kills everyone in the room, determined to keep on killing Steins in order to avenge Charlie's death. So It's not wrong. He's not wrong. No. That yeah. was okay. That's totally legit. I did like I the was like surprised moment. though because it was go ahead. I was gonna say I just I liked the moment where Dean's like, You can't kill me. And Papa San is like, I know, so I'll be able to experiment on you forever. <laughs> I was like, oh that's not how that's gonna work. <laughs> I guess he would think like this is a great deal. Um what were you going to say, Eva? Oh, I was just, like, shocked that it was so easy for Dean. I mean, I guess it's, like, the mark of Cain that made it so easy for him. But I was like, oh, well, that was kind of anticlimactic. He just killed them. Okay. Well, that was easy. Yeah, I think what it is is we are, um, we're meant to understand that he's basically, like, been powering up this whole time. Yeah. Since yeah. he hasn't been letting any of this rage out. It is, it's pent up. You know, and this is why Cass and Sam are trying to work on uh, getting it removed because they know that it's it's killing him to hold all the cane rage in. So now it's just starting to bubble over and uh, he's able to kill a bunch of immortal Frankensteins. So if they had kept him and everything, would the mark have prevented them from removing his heart or would he have just grown a new one? I don't know. Or were they going to just take his arm with the mark and give it to somebody else? Yeah, that was your theory when we were were in the episode. was like, oh, he's going to get rid of the mark because his arm's going to end up on somebody else. Yeah. But then again, we That's what I thought was going to happen, too. But it didn't happen. I was a little disappointed (laughs) because the obvious choice. Yeah, I was just going to say that that would have been cool. Um... Yeah, I mean, maybe what it would be is that the mark would protect any mortal wounds. Yeah, I so suspect the mark able to would get any of that happen. Yeah, he'd still be able to get carved up to an extent, but as long as he wasn't going to die, it would be permissible. But, like, if they take your brain out, you're dead, right? I mean... Well, the mark, the mark. But still, <laughs> uh, I mean, if that happens... How how are you going to keep going if your head's like smushed or whatever? Yeah, so I think that other than, zombie. 
his heart or his brain being threatened, they could do whatever they wanted. I don't think it was ever going to get that far, though, because clearly he could get off that table just fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it was never going to come to that. Yeah, he's he was he's, just giving them the only version of a choice that there was. He uh he fully is raged out. And uh for any of you who are into Funkos, there is a special Funko of just this specifically oh. called First Blade Dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a slightly angry Dean with uh some stubble and the first blade in his in his little Funko hand. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, own it? I don't. I don't. I have Aww. a stand, though. Okay. But it nice. might be the best thing to come out of this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aside oh, wow. from Kane himself. <laughs> Kane's left. Who might be the best thing to come out of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's welcome anytime. Really love Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam tricks Crowley into a meetup so he can kill him for Rowena. Crowley pleads with Sam, saying he'd been trying to change and be someone good. Sam doesn't forgive him for all the past pain he's caused, though, and still thinks that Crowley should die. Reminded of all the spectacular evil he's accomplished, Crowley is invigorated and overpowers Sam in, like, some cool, some cool moments, right? You're like, oh, yeah. This annoying dude is actually, like, a powerful demon? (laughs) Like, oh, oh, right. Uh, He spares Sam's life and says now Rowena will never see him coming. Sam, unfortunately, tells Rowena Crowley is still alive and she's aggravated. She still won't do any work on decoding the Book of the Damned unless her son is dead. Like, just lie, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. It might be a while before Crowley shows up. Just lie. Just lie. Yeah, I mean, if he this, had lied, though, as viewers, we still would have been annoyed. This <laughs> is his heart in this box here. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd be like, why are you saying that he's dead when he's not? That just means he's going to walk in, you know, like he tells her the truth to just speed things along. Um, okay, now here's the paragraph that I accidentally started to read before. Uh, Sai, a Stein henchman, Eldon, and Eldon's new arm, arrive at the bunker and begin to raid it for treasures. Sai is enjoying looking through all the stuff and tells Eldon they don't have to ruin any, they don't have to ruin everything. Eldon tells him that they get to. Dean appears back at the bunker, having killed the henchman. The, the big boy henchmen that arrived. In lieu of monologuing for their big showdown, Dean shoots Eldon in the head, Indiana Jones style almost, <laughs> insisting he is not like the rest of his family. Sai pleads for his life. Dean kills him anyway. Kind of a reflection of the, the final scene, with, the final scenes with uh, Kane, where the, these. He's there to kill the boy who's potentially going to be bad later on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good catch. Yeah. Yeah. Castiel arrives and argues they will save Dean and says he refuses to watch Dean destroy the world while bearing the mark. 
Illustrating how far gone he is, Dean beats Cass up in response and tells Castiel that he and Sam should stay away, implying that next time they try to interfere with him, they will die. That is the end of the episode. Yeah. 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 That was was actually one of the better episodes of the season, I thought. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the review. Well, I know. I'm just saying that, like, in general, that's where I'm heading. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I actually screamed the first time I watched that episode <laughs> when Dean brought the angel blade down. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. But then there was a moment. Was like, "Wait, there was no flash of light." <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's intense, and I actually couldn't remember like when we see Cyrus at the beginning of this episode. I forgot about him. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, he's such, he's, like, so adorable. You know, um, he's such, like, a little plant for the teen viewers of the show to have a crush on, right? To be like, oh, he's, like, close to my age, and he's so cute, and he's so nerdy, and he's he's not like the other Steins. He's going to join up with these guys and work in the bunker from now on. Right? Is I was just going to ask, like, is that what y'all sort of thought might happen. Take place of Kevin. I thought he was going to be gone by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see through all, Yvette. <laughs> I do. It's true. It does. She could write this stuff. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, wait. This sweet little character was created just to die. He's a sacrificial lamb. Let him go. Yep. Yep. To show everybody this is, you know... This is how far Dean has gone. He's gonna he's gonna kill this little creature, and then he's gonna beat Castiel up. I did enjoy that. (laughs) 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 Uh, Do we have a who wins, who loses vote on this? Um, I feel like. Well, I just did a lot of talking, so let me let y'all go first. <laughs> oh. ah. Well, let's not all talk at once. I was Sorry. just gonna say. <laughs> Sorry. Controlling my beer, it's Bueller. Shall I go first anyway? <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll go, but I think this is an Popular opinion. Let me preface this by saying that I absolutely hated the Steins. So my winner is the audience because the Steins are gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. The Steins were horrible. I hated every second they were on the screen. You are not alone. Yeah. Okay. I know. I'm the only one on this podcast that liked them. <laughs> Yeah, hated them except for the baby. He deserved better, but they but can't yeah. measure bones. Gambles either, so. for the tenth season. They're just like, yeah, so unlikable. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like pretty pretty men. So I didn't even find them. <laughs> no. I mean, they are in a CW kind of way. Like, well. <laughs> <laughs> disagree um i'm gonna say that dean wins because he finally gets to rage out um kill the steins 
Yes, and he's, he's yeah, not just I mean, reaching out of random people or uh, someone who crossed crossed in front of him in the street or something. Yeah, like he's, it's not great what he's doing, but you know. But but yes, it is. <laughs> Does Cass win because he survives? Well, oh. a, he <laughs> definitely got dead. he got his ass beat by his best friend. Well, I know, but he didn't die. He could have died. Is that a win, though? <laughs> I think it's a win. So, yes. <laughs> I went with Sam for not getting squashed by Crowley. <laughs> oh. Again. Yeah, not dead. Not dead. Not dead. I like how, div- how like, divided all of our takes are. <laughs> I also think it's really cute how, like, all of these guys, Crowley and, like, all the guys are... Just passing up all these opportunities to finally kill each other. (laughs) Their hearts aren't in it anymore. Yeah, (laughs) they don't want to kill each other. I mean, the devil you know. Right? Yeah. Um, Is that everybody's thoughts on who wins? I'm I'm a hardcore uh, nobody wins this one. It definitely right. doesn't sound like we have much of a consensus, so I right. think I was just gonna <laughs> say yeah. anybody's I, game. I think that the this audience is a wash. wins. It was a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably the truest, right? All right. Well, we don't have any feedback, so we might as well move into our ratings. Rate it. Rate it. Uh, as much as I dislike the uh, the whole Frankenstein angle in this uh, series, I did really felt like there was a nice constant drumbeat of tension throughout the episode. Uh, I like that it appears that we're going to get a more antagonistic Crowley back. That yeah, I'll, 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 I'll throw it. I don't know if I actually threw in a vote and during the who wins who loses. Uh, Crowley wins because he 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 found his dark mojo. <laughs> uh, Crowley back. <laughs> and then I have Dean's Dark Revenge was more awesome than I probably should have enjoyed, but I did. Uh, the Dean cast confrontation was kind of a reverse of the one where uh, they were fighting over the angel tablet and Cass was beating Dean down. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I didn't really feel like Dean was exactly swayed by seeing what he had done to Cass. And the uh, last thing I said was, uh, when, I, when I reviewed it before seeing the finale, I was like, I hope the Steins aren't in the finale. This really seems to have finished them off. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give it, uh, is there one of those that you want to save for you? No, I got my own. You got your own. Okay. I'll give it eight out of ten nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. For the ladies or the fellas. Did you get eight? <laughs> Wow, that's a lot. I think that's more than the dog has, isn't it? No? Okay, they get as many as they want. They're Steins. Remind me why nipples? I believe they did say something about being able to have as many nipples as you want. That's one of the things Dean said when he showed up in the bunker. Okay, thank you. I was like... (laughs) That's why I I said for the ladies or for the fellas. Yeah, he was like listing off body parts and... (laughs) That something about, I guess there were spare nipples. I don't know. <laughs> there probably were. Those guys were weird. Later, who knows? I, I thought it was a good episode. It was, um, I don't know, moved along. We we got they really fit a lot in too. So 
Um, you did, yeah. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I think it was probably one of the best of the season. I'm going to go ahead and give it um, 9 out of 10 repurposed tattoos. <laughs> Damn you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I have a well, secondary rating? Yvette? I have a related rating. Um, okay. So I... So I had trouble watching this one, and I think it's just I've been really scattered, uh, but I did enjoy it. So I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8 out of 10. Preserved tattoos. Oh. It's not as good. Yes. not as good. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> Annie, how do you feel as your, like, re-entry um, no. into this franchise after a while? Yeah, it's it has been a while since I watched Supernatural, except for like the episode that aired last week, and I felt sort of a C. You know, it's been it's been so long since the last one. <laughs> but um, yeah, this like I jumped into it cold after not watching for a while and just really loved it. It uh, it was a really good episode, better than I remembered or expected. Um. I forgot about some of my favorite moments, like uh, the the Cass and Dean confrontation in the library, and oh my gosh, the gasoline on the books was so upsetting. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, as a librarian, <laughs> oh, that was so, I was so like, painful. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> as um, if we so didn't I... already know they were monsters, right? <laughs> the books, no. Like there are probably first editions in there. <laughs> Hundreds of years old. <laughs> Last remaining copies. Oh, right? the vellum, the vellum. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. So I'm gonna give it eight out of ten books you don't mess with. No. Oh. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I have a very short related story. When I was in grad school. I needed a book and I didn't want to buy it. And so I just requested it from the library and they were like, okay, yeah, no problem. You can have it in two days, whatever. So I went to go pick it up expecting, I don't know, just like some paperback or whatever. And they legit handed me like an 1870s like copy of this book. And I was like, am I allowed to take this? What is happening? (laughs) But I took it and used it and it worked just fine and I returned it. I was like, I cannot believe you guys are handing this thing to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty cool sometimes. Old Um, libraries. Yep. I, um, this was like a fun sort of, uh, Beginning of the end, right? Like, this is definitely ramping up to the top of the roller coaster. And you you know that going forward, there's going to be a nice, big, satisfying plunge to finish everything up. Um, so I, I will give it an eight and a half sacrificial lambs out of ten. Well, I'm going to drag this average way down. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. Because um, my my reaction when I started watching it was, I cannot believe I have to watch this episode again. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I hated the Steins that much. Um, so I'm going five out of ten spare livers. Ooh. Oof. 
they do suck to be fair. I hate them so much. Like <laughs> they were painful so... to watch. I didn't honestly, I didn't think I was gonna be the only one that really enjoyed them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, that gives this one a seven point six six six. Yeah. Yeah, that does feel good. Oh, I had a I had a book related quote for that one too. Are we still doing quotes? Yeah, I should have put them before the ratings, and I forgot. Oh, sorry. It was just a a small exchange uh, where the one bad guy Stein is like, "Hey, this isn't a damn library," and the kid looks around. He's like, "Yeah, it is. It actually is." Reality. (laughs) Uh, I also uh, I've got something too. You know, I love a good exchange. Um, this is during what should have been Charlie's eulogy. Uh, Dean says, shut up. You got her killed and you don't get to apologize. Sam says, what was I supposed to do? Just let you die? The mark won't kill me. Maybe not, but once it's done with you, you won't be you. So of course I'm going to fight with, for you because that's what we do. True. Yeah. Bungled that one, but like that's very... Oh, and then yeah. Dean comes back with it should be you up there. Yeah, that was so, way oh. rude. So rude. It's like, bruh, this is season 10. Do you not know who you are? Like, how many times have you done this? <laughs> I thought it was so frustrating, especially since he's going to just like talk over this farewell moment. It was like, please, Dean. Such a hypocrite. Yeah. Right? <sighs> Like well, so, Dean's not really Dean at the moment. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's a major indicator that he's not. Dean. Yeah, he's. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I realized that in hindsight after I finished the episode, but you know, it got me real mad when I was watching. Yeah. It. I was like, God, if you had like done some self work and seen a therapist by now, maybe you would be so. That's right. I don't have any Charlie. money. <laughs> Like cognitive behavioral therapy. You need to start making changes. Um, They're surviving on credit card fraud. How are they supposed to see a therapist? (laughs) They can figure it out somehow. They take cash. (laughs) They don't have cash. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Oh, so, so yeah. I just had to throw in that Winchester bro nugget of an exchange. Because that's really sort of the crux of these two episodes, right? It is. Like, of course, I'm going to fight with, for you because that's what we do. Oh, and it wasn't until uh, it wasn't until I watched the uh, second episode last night that I realized that uh, Crowley had a uh, a very good cup of coffee from a completely random cafe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So does that mean we're ready for? It may mean that we're ready for uh, ten twenty three. It is the uh, the season finale. It's called Brothers Keeper, and and it's about what is it? Which one? This is the one with the smoke monster. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yes, it is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to hear all of your thoughts on that. Yes, I cannot wait. All right. Well, I've got the summary here. 
Yes, we're back on solid ground with a Paul summary. Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, The slightly uninspired but somewhat detailed Paul summary. Uh, Sam and Cass can't find Dean, and they worry over the consequences of removing the mark, specifically that they don't know what those consequences are. Mm. And meanwhile, Dean seems to be of working on drinking away his problems. Sometimes that's all you can do. <laughs> Unless you're in therapy. Well, you can do both. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that says you can't. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's why we need him to get that CBT, Darcy. <laughs> and by that I mean cognitive behavioral therapy. He doesn't need, he doesn't need the other kind. No, I no. mean, yeah, let's not go there. Uh, so Dean goes out to work a case. It's apparently vampires, but I missed that detail, so I was wondering the whole time what what, what it was that made it their kind of thing. Yeah, it took a minute to to catch that for me too until I saw the guy with the mouth butt. The guy with the mouth butt? He, he had the mouth <laughs> <laughs> The guy with the mouth butt. <laughs> I, I noticed a throat wound on the girl, yes. but I didn't connect it with vampires. Yeah, I don't think I looked at I didn't look, uh, I didn't, I must have missed the, the throat wound, so. Yeah, I did too. I close attention at the beginning. Uh, Dean's winning no points for his attitude. And uh, fellow hunter Rudy arrives on the scene and the sheriff says the victim was out with a friend and the friend is still missing. Yep. At the beginning of this, I was like, why is it this rando? Why couldn't they like get Garth or something to make this more potent? But so we've never met this person before, right? They've talked to him on the phone. I think maybe only last episode, maybe not not even before that. But I do believe he was on the phone. Yeah, I had to ask. I was like, "Who the hell is that?" Okay, good because I was like, (laughs) I completely forgotten this character. I have no idea who it is. Obviously, he's he's important, and I have no clue. Yeah, he's a guy (laughs) who's going to meet a knife in in about twenty minutes. Yeah, he wasn't really that important. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's why it wasn't somebody like he was wearing a red shirt. It was going to happen. It already, <laughs> it already taken out a fan favorite just yeah. a couple episodes ago. Uh, Sam negotiates with Rowena for terms for her to do the spell. She says she must be set free afterward, and she gets to keep the codex. And Cass is, Cass is saying, don't do it. <laughs> and, and something that really bothers me about we're talking about codex, 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 because it reminds me of... Charlie... Because when she was in, uh, in uh, um, what was that called? The one with the, the guild? game. The guild, yeah. The guild. The guild. Yeah. She was oh, Codex. That. that was her name. Codex, yeah. yeah. That's right. Iris watched the guild with me. It was fun. Yeah. Mostly appropriate. Mostly appropriate. Most of it went over her head that wasn't appropriate. Oh. <laughs> Dean interviews the parents of the dead girl. He makes accusations. That the girl must have been looking for outside attention due to beatings and shame at home. Hmm. Yeah, they were really leaning in on him being a total asshole. (laughs) Like, just to make sure you knew that he's far gone. Yeah, I had forgotten how exhausting he got. Yes, despite despite, uh, emotionally triggering the uh, family, he gets no answers to lead him anywhere. 
until he leaves and her brother flags him down on the way out and tells where she had been hanging out lately. Yeah, I was like cheering for dad when Dan was dad was like wailing on him, like, Yeah, you go, Dad. You put him in his place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I but was I like still also think he was right about the beatings thing, so Yeah. And I don't know, is that is that a uh is that a mark mark influencing him toward knowing about that? I suspect that's just his years of experience with people and also abusive fathers. Yeah. Um, I actually thought I was like, is that Ansel Elgort? <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> did kind of look like him. What year is this? He didn't <laughs> exist in the public mind yet. <laughs> so he wasn't not born yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, if you think about it, like there are people who were probably toddlers that actually could have ended up on the show later <laughs> if it, were, it ran that long. Well, they had kids on the show too. There were there were kids on the show, so yeah, I'm sure there still are kids in the in the 15th season. I haven't. As the thing. like some some <laughs> little baby that drowned and yeah, it happened. Mm. So Rowena identifies the ingredients needed, and they're you know common things that uh, everyone's heard of because they're all over the place. Uh, it's the forbidden fruit, and it's the golden calf. And all I could think of is like the Golden Steer, you know, the restaurant. <laughs> That's all I could think of the whole time. And I was like, mm, I really wish I had some steak. I think you just <laughs> go to the Golden Steer. That's close. I've got some issues. That's all right. <laughs> the veal from the Golden Steer, maybe. No, I don't like veal. Well, but it's the Golden Calf. I still don't like but veal. But it's the Golden Calf. The Golden I Calf. I really comes from just the... like steak, and you know that, Paul. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Darcy, Paul's got to get his one dad joke in the episode. I, I just ignore those things. <laughs> I could just bring back my, my cane joke. Just stop. <laughs> I did cackle at that joke, by the way. <laughs> uh, and slightly less biblically, the third ingredient is a sacrifice loved by the spellcaster. That's a problem. At all. Yeah, no. And she proclaims that she loves nothing, but casts... Uh, touches her on the forehead, reads her mind, and sees Oscar, who she knew in the distant past. That was weird, y'all. Yeah, it was you so know weird. who she loves. You know who she loves. She loves herself, and that's yeah. what's so important, right? <laughs> I thought it was going to go there <laughs> initially. You know, that's right. that's right. It's the greatest love of all. Right it here. is. It is. <laughs> all right. Um. Sam gets a call from Rudy about Dean. And I, I, I was must have been looking away from the screen for a second because I swear he went straight from talking to Sam to getting a knife at his chest. Or, you know, pointed at his chest anyway. Because it seemed like no, no screen time must have passed. I looked away for a second and suddenly there he was being held hostage. I was like, how did he get the call, phone call? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate to how they cut that. It's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. I half expected Rudy to get a knife through his chest from Dean while on the phone with Sam because Dean was mad that he was talking to Sam. <laughs> that that was plausible. <laughs> crabby. So crabby. He yeah. got exhausting. 
Dean confronts the vampire who has the girl Crystal tied up and is holding Rudy at knife point. Dean says that if uh, Rudy was any kind of man, he'd just walk away from that vampire. Just walk away. Come on, man up, walk away. Walk away. Well, I kind of wondered why he didn't. I mean, the vampire I think probably could have. I think so too. But yeah, the vampire might have cut him, but not not what ended up happening. Yeah. Oh. But Dean Dean startles the vamp into killing Rudy, and then Dean beheads the vamp, who I think at this point I still hadn't realized was a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see his Didn't he teeth have already in the beginning. Yeah. 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 And then back at the motel, he sees visions of beat up Cass in the mirror, so he smashes it and the rest of the room to bits. It was a, like a really crappy room, too. Yeah, it's one of the crappiest. Uh, yeah, because they said that it was uh, superior. You were in superior, and I was like, superior? And then they said something about Nebraska. I was like, is there a superior in Nebraska? Because there's a superior across the bridge here, but I, I, when they said Nebraska, I was very confused. Yeah. And it turns out it is uh, a small town right on the Kansas border near Hastings, and I've definitely stayed in crappy little motel rooms in that vicinity that looked almost exactly like that. They, they did a very good job of choosing a set. <laughs> True to form. Because I used to do a uh, school photography job where I'd occasionally have to do overnights if we went far enough away from Lincoln and that was far enough to away to, uh, to warrant an overnight. But they weren't putting us up in, uh, in the days in. No, nothing fancy like that. Nothing fancy like the days in. No she-she Motel 6 for me, no. No, no. <laughs> you get all the bed bugs I, you went. <laughs> I don't think I got bed bugs, but I do remember seeing this, seeing one of the very places where they were like, meth lab, and they had to cl- shut the place down to, to clean up the uh, toxic waste. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> like a couple of years later while we were still living in Nebraska. Yeah, well, sorry I did that. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, Cass summons Crowley, and after demanding to be called king and making Cass beg, he agrees to find the ingredients. Still want to. Crowley has an attitude. I, I wouldn't say he's he's definitely got the dark mojo back ex- exactly, other than just like I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah, he's still so, quite sassy about fruits. I mean, why Cass, does he agree to help though? Cass is not the most obstinate character for the most part, so I don't really see him, like, resisting. The ba- the begging was kind of like, uh, okay, if I have to. But, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I did just read a whole bunch of recaps to get me caught up. Doesn't <laughs> Cass have his grace back right now? Yes. 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 Why didn't he get slightly smitey? I don't know. Maybe it's not all the way back, because you see that his wings are broken. Yeah, his, br- his wings do not look the most fantastic when yeah. he did uh, get his grace back. Yeah, but that's just his ability to teleport, fly. Mm. I think he didn't want to. Okay. And I think that Crowley agreed to help because Crowley wants to help. Yeah. Maybe Cass's smitey senses just weren't tingling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was. Anybody want me to hit him? <laughs> was good. Was good. <laughs> Oh no. Samurai ouch. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. That was my smite sense. 
Samurai's at the motel too late to find Dean. There's a note on the bed with baby's keys saying she's all yours. That's when you know it's bad. Right? That yeah. was massive. That's clue. like suicide note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might as well be. It was. Yeah. Dean summons death. Dun dun dun. You know, Anybody else can kind of restaurants? <laughs> it was it was shortly after shortly after uh, um, Cass said summon Crowley and the, the the summoning process looked similar although it wasn't in a crossroads. I was like, is he also trying to summon Crowley? Right, but I I was glad to see him show up. Always glad to see death. Yeah, worked yeah. out. <laughs> summon him to the Mexican restaurant as one does. <laughs> in an empty Tex-Mex joint, offering a spread of goodies that he made himself. Yeah, so curious. Like, Such oh, a homemaker. Way to go. He knows how to make queso all of a sudden? He can make queso for me anytime. Oh. <laughs> well. Yes, agreed. <laughs> but I was also very curious. It's not a euphemism. I really like queso. <laughs> Where did he get all of the ingredients? Because that Mexican restaurant was like abandoned and up for sale. At a reduced price. Well, he also had a rental car, so wherever, yeah, whatever uh, plaza he rented that car in, he also picked up some ingredients. <laughs> Went to the super one. <laughs> uh, no, he went to the like probably like the uh, High V, right? High V or Piggly Wiggly. That's right. Down that down that re- region of the country. They definitely had High V. I don't know about Piggly Wiggly. No H-E-B? No, no, no H-E-B no in, in Nebraska. At least not at the time we were there. No. Oh, right. He's not in Texas. Sorry. The building was super cute. <laughs> um, Dean wants Death to kill him. But Death refuses and tells a tale of a force called the Darkness that God and his angels had to beat back in order to create the universe. Sure. Uh, the mark was created to keep the darkness sealed away, given to Lucifer, who passed it on to Cain. Sure, this is a uh, last-minute um, what, <laughs> what am I thinking? Um, <laughs> Recon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we mythology has been sort of thin for a bit because it's been mark, 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 mark. So. Yep. They've fed us something now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Death would only take Dean if he passed the mark on to someone else, but Dean can't allow someone else to have to go through what he has. Yes, and this is where I want to pause and ask the newbies, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> well, my In this whole original scene death. This whole scene with death, and then we get this mythology information, and Dean is like, I'm not going to let anyone, well, before he even says he's not going to let anyone bear the mark, when death says, someone else has to bear the mark, what are you thinking? I'm thinking already at that point, there's all these people that are already off-site working on this problem, and the mark is going to get removed against his will when 
even if everybody in this building, including Sam, eventually thinks it shouldn't happen anymore, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So you as just knew that that was going to work. As out. soon as as soon as they said that you know if this mark goes away, then suddenly this new force is unleashed on the world. I was like, oh, that's happening. <laughs> but there were things that didn't didn't make sense to me either out of the whole thing. So, but keep going. We'll and get, we'll get, we'll to get that. there, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, on, as another offer, Dean. Uh, sorry, Dean. I, I keep reading death as Dean and Dean as death because it kind of looks the same. It's like dyslexia. <laughs> Uh, Death can transport transport Dean somewhere else in the universe where he can live on and never hurt anyone again. This was definitely like I know uh, Sam says it in a little bit, but I was like, yeah. so is he going to Mars? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> in the Martian. He's gonna go I appreciated the, uh, that little farm nod. in his own poo. Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good nod that they had to make with that line from Sam. <laughs> Uh, Dean agrees to this particular proposition and calls Sam to come say goodbye. But in the time, in the interim between uh, Sam co- uh, getting ready to go say goodbye and arriving, there's been a twist. Death requires that Sam will die because Sam will always be trying to remove the mark. That is true. That was a good point. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like, Sam gotta go, or else it's never gonna end. But it's already too late. To which, to which do Dean you, used... Oh, sorry. Do you think that actually they'd already had that conversation, and Dean knew that when he called Sam? The part where mm-hmm. there was the twist and that Sam has to die? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I, mean, I, didn't, clear- I didn't think so. Yeah, I mean, clearly it happened before Sam arrived, but... Uh, and uh, meanwhile, Dean muses that the world might be uh, will 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 be better off without the Winchesters in it, which angels have been saying for seasons and seasons. <laughs> <laughs> the fandom would beg to differ, though. Uh, they fight, and in the end, Sam gives in, and Death says that Dean has to finish him off, gives him a scythe. Nice yeah. scythe, by the way. Cool. There's definitely a different side than the one that they uh, had in the uh, previous seasons. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It was a hand side, like a little, like a little hand side. Oh, was it before the in little the, grass uh, one? But yeah. This one's like the whole. This one's the, the real, one. the real yeah. full-on scythe, traditional I can, uh, death scythe. Larger crops now, perhaps. Or the scythe grew in the meantime. He <laughs> 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 oh, always sneaks in another dad joke. <laughs> I just have to ignore him. It was did it, was that an unintentional? One? It was an unintentional. If there was, I, I have no idea. <laughs> the scythe grew. Uh huh. <laughs> like it's a little baby scythe that grew yeah. into an adult scythe. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty daddish, Paul. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, Sam lays out family pictures. To remind Dean of having been good and loved. Yeah, the family pictures that got rescued from the Stein gasoline spillage in the last episode. Yes. (laughs) The pictures of Dean's hot mom. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Dean makes, asks Sam to close his eyes repeatedly. Uh I think, Paul, you mean he asks Sammy to close his eyes? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Important <laughs> distinction. And then Dean swings the scythe, but stabs Death with it, and Death crumbles to dust. Yeah, that was... Okay, now I did not understand that. What happened? He stabbed Death with the scythe, and Death crumbled to dust. But why did he do that? Why did he crumble to dust? Yeah, because he was supposed to help Dean go to the universe or whatever. I guess it was uh, Dean's final instinct was not to kill his brother. Like or final did he just instinct. like slip? Like, oops, oops this happened. I, I, I mean, really, I, did, I had a hard time figuring out. You had what to happened. take out death because death said that if you don't kill Sam, I will. I mean, how many times? How many times have you been on a fishing expedition and someone's gotten their shirt snagged by someone else casting? Huh? <laughs> I actually have had that happen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah okay. Uh, but yes, good point. Uh, death did insist that he was going to if Dean did not do it. It was super confusing, though, like, because then Rowena does kill Oscar, but he dies. Like, so you don't need death to kill things. Like, things still die. Right. I guess I assumed that once death was gone, then, like, that was going to be the, like, kicker. Like, nobody on the Earth can die. Nobody no. can die. Everybody's immortal after death dies. Yeah. Unless it's a big fake out. By death. Well, it could have been a big fake. I don't see. I or, don't understand. Or like he can read. Or like he can regenerate because nobody can actually kill death. Like you kill him and then he just comes back. He's got three lives. He's got a respawn life. point that he goes back to. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was very confused. Five more seasons to figure out for the <laughs> mechanics. Of how the afterlife. Where the respawn point is, is like <laughs> Gillette, Wyoming, or something. Yeah, that's pretty close to the Hellgate. I know, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's the armpit of the nation. Of course. Reference. Uh, What's that? Is that a Buffy reference? No, the Hellgate is actually, uh, the, it was in the uh, pentagram of railroad tracks, remember? Oh, and okay. the, they needed the cult to unlock it. This is, I'm, I'm talking supernatural here. Yeah, that, that was a long time ago. Thousand years ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, for the record, I've actually held back at least three Buffy references within Me the too. two episodes. I may not have fully held back in the last two episodes. I have held back tonight, however. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. Like in in this recording. I, I have wanted to say so many Buffy things, and I will want to say at least two more Buffy things before the end of the summary, but I shan't. But we well, all know that. I thought about Why watching not? it during my <laughs> quarantine, but I can't watch it because possibly I'm going to have to be your newbie when this is yes, over. Yes, we all know that when we get to the end of uh, Supernatural, we're starting up the Buffy. <laughs> so you, we, we do. So you have 2023. <laughs> Oh my god, imagine how amazing it's going to be. We're going to all have a vaccine, we can go out in public, we can hug people, we're going to be talking about Buffy, oh, it's going to be the best. Oh my we god. Could meet. We could actually oh, three, see come each other. On. We could oh, actually meet each face. other. Oh yeah, I plan on like traveling all over the damn place. I can't wait. There's an eclipse coming up. Oh my god. There is. <laughs> We're supposed to go for that, aren't we? Yeah. And now it's out of control. Sorry. Oh, uh, we, we've got a little bit of the summary left to read here. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crowley brings the ingredients, including the boy Oscar, who Rowena made immortal 300 years ago. And then some beef jerky, it looked like. Well, you know, the, the forbidden fruit is not going to look uh, 
fresh. Looks like beef jerky. <laughs> it's going to be dried. It's going to have dried after this amount of time. And it's a quince, apparently. A quince. It's apparently a quince. Yeah, which is so funny because I always watch with subtitles on, like, anything I'm watching. And I'm like, quince. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's a quince. I'm like, quince? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she measures up the ingredients, hugs Oscar, then stabs him, collecting his blood and reciting the spell. And she doesn't, like, recite it very convincingly, in my humble opinion. Well, she didn't have... I also have... Uh, was thrown off. For some reason, I thought that Oscar was, like, a romantic thing from, like, when she was a young girl and Oscar was a young boy, but she had, like, a mother's love for Oscar. Yes, because she was she she was uh, put up with the family when she was uh, in trouble. Yeah, when she had already yeah, which I was like, oh. <laughs> See, I thought it was like a weird romantic thing as well, but like that the kid had grown up and then she started romancing him. I was so confused. Yeah, yeah, when she like she definitely clear. needed to say auntie in order to like. Yeah, exactly. I needed that clear to, that like, up clarify for me. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And clearly Crowley has had his eye on him for a while because this was from the uh, from the coffee shop in the last episode where Crowley had a pretty darn good cup of coffee. <laughs> so this thing is immortal. Like, not this thing. Oscar is immortal. <laughs> is that our... <laughs> That's apparently yeah. the truth, yes. yes. Oh my god, I cannot imagine an entire, like, forever being a barista. I hated being a barista so much. <laughs> well, I think I, that he, he like bops around to different things. Yeah. Obviously, he likes grilling burgers, too. <laughs> He's been taking his sweet time. No, I mean, a good cup of coffee is important. I, I understand. And I'm damn grateful that I know how to make espresso drinks at my house. So. Mm. Ooh. No shade. We've had we've had a, a couple of uh, extremely cheap espresso machines at some point yeah, in the they've never really in the nineties. Right, you know, it's never great. The pressure vessel is never good enough. Well, no. Um. Oh, after reciting the spell, she breaks free from her bonds, makes Cass attack Crowley. Oh, I and, loved this. And leaves <laughs> with the Book of the Damned and the Codex. Oh, like bleedy eyes. Uh, Castiel was so good. Yeah, I miss hellhounds. Yeah, it's been a while. Crowley even had a pet hellhound. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I do remember. Cute. Uh, the mark is zapped from Dean's arm, and outside, lightning punches holes in the ground. Out from which comes the darkness, yeah. which amasses in one giant blob. And then engulfs them as they are failing to drive away. It looked a lot like the 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 Stranger Things oh. thing, didn't it? The what? Stranger Things. What? Didn't it look a lot like the, the tornado monster? Yeah. 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 I suppose it was similar. Don't say it wasn't. You know it was. Okay. All right. I can see that. My brain was too busy, though, being like, I believe in a thing called love. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be in my predictions for season 11. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) There's still time. (laughs) 
Uh, we don't have any feedback, but I guess the first thing we do anyway is the uh, who wins, who loses, if anybody wins or loses. Rowena kind of wins. I mean, well, no, well, so she I mean, did have to make a big sacrifice, but she gets the codex in the book and she gets to leave and she gets to have Crowley killed in theory. Doesn't Dean win, even though he kind of loses? He does he lose the mark because he's been, I mean, you know, objective. Yeah, and obtained. I mean, it seems to be a pretty major consequence, but it isn't uh, It isn't directly killing his brother. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Sam wins because he gets to live and he gets his brother back mark-free. Hey, hey, the end of this episode, maybe he doesn't get to live. Maybe no one gets to live. That's right. Because <laughs> the big, Cause of the darkness. The big cloud. smoke monster. <laughs> maybe. Oh. I said Dean wins because he's free, but Earth loses. I also thought Rowena. I'm gonna go with t- I'm Team Rowena. I'm that's my girl now. <laughs> <laughs> she I did love her. She did have a good moment when there was like a little turn where she was like, "You don't know what a real witch can do, son. Like <laughs> you have underestimated me, and I'm taking all of these things and I'm leaving." Yeah, for me, Rowena is like this feminist character I'm all in on. Like, <laughs> of course, her son underestimates her. He's too busy, like, trying with his own stuff to pay attention to what his mother wants. No, hate him. Yeah, he said, like, a really sexist thing about her in this episode. I was like, ugh. Yucky. Writers are still terrible. <laughs> They've got some issues. But we'll let him work on it for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of sounds like out of all of the votes that Rowena wins. Get it, I, Rowena. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd say that's fair for this episode. Uh, so again, like I said, no feedback. Uh, but if anybody wants to quote before we go into rate. I know Megan will have something. Oh, yeah. I just have Dean saying, I think I just killed death. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ding. Something. Well, I will I will say this, uh, just to sort of freshen up uh, what the future holds for us in our minds. <laughs> this is death. Before there was light, before there was God. Archangels, there wasn't nothing. There was the darkness. Um, I can stop there if we want. Or I could keep going. Because there's a whole explanation of what the darkness is. Do it. Yeah. Okay. It's a great, great little moment. Uh, before there was light, before there was God and the archangels, there wasn't nothing. There was the darkness. A horribly destructive, amoral force that was beaten back by God and his archangels in a terrible war. God locked the darkness away where it could do no harm. And he created a mark that would serve as both lock and key, which he entrusted to his most valued lieutenant, Lucifer. You remember Lucifer, y'all? I remember him. Yeah. (laughs) Vaguely. But the mark began to assert its own will, revealed itself as a curse, and began to corrupt. Lucifer became jealous of man. God banished Lucifer to hell. Lucifer passed the mark to Cain, passed the mark to you, the proverbial finger in the dike. So that is uh, that is what we have to look forward to. All right. Does somebody want to uh, 
kick this oh. ratings sequence off. Or is there another quote? Yes, I have a small one. It's much less weighty and important. <laughs> <laughs> Just the 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 exchange between uh, Crowley and Cass, where he's like, "Who summons anymore? Couldn't you call?" Cass is like, "You're not in my contacts list." <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> good too. <laughs> First world problems. <laughs> Underworld problems. Underworld problems. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I was really mad at Cass for just leaving the summoning sigil in the middle of the crossroads. Like, maybe clean that up. <laughs> Littering and... <laughs> leaving gates open. <laughs> leaving doors open, yeah. <laughs> All right, does anybody want to kick off the ratings? Um, I'll go first. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I didn't hate it. I it felt like okay. So like the ending was obviously like okay. Well, now there's like a crazy black smoke that's like covering the earth, and who knows what that's going to mean for the next season. And I do kind of know because the next episode started playing immediately, and I couldn't get to it quick enough, so I kind of know what's going to happen. But <laughs> it would be interesting if we enter into a fully apocalyptic universe for the next five seasons. Why not? I don't know. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 weird mommy-baby relationships. <laughs> <laughs> that was really weird. You're right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and go next so that uh, people can come up come up from my rating. Uh, so after the frenetic pace and constant tension of the previous episode, this episode felt crazy dull. Everything seemed like really weirdly paced. And despite the high stakes, nothing ended up taking on much tension for me. The emotional moment before Dean swung the scythe with the photos on the floor and Dean demanding that Sammy close his eyes were the only moment that made me feel much of anything. And I've been a big fan of Julian Richings ever since he played one of the Undertakers in season one of Slings and Arrows, which if you go out looking for it, I believe the whole series is still on YouTube at the moment. Okay. And then if you want to listen to a podcast about it, there's a great one called the Ghost Light Podcast. <laughs> huh, I've Post- never heard of it. Hosted by someone or another. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if this is really the end of Julian Richings on Supernatural, I'd feel fairly disappointed. Um, if this was the middle of a season, I'd be able to cut it some slack. But since it's the big finale, I can't give it any uh, bonus points. I have to take a bonus point off, really. I'm giving it a 4 out of 10 Ooh. mustn't touch it. Sick burn. Well, I have to be honest that, like, compared to the last episode, which probably did not help the, the ratings of this one for, for anybody, um, you know, it was... It, it, it was somewhat anticlimactic, and I didn't think it was very well put together at all. So, uh, for me, I'm going to give it uh, five out of ten. Uh, oh, what was I going to say? Shoot. You'd say one of those. No, I had a good one. Oh, oh, it was uh, anticlimactic tattoo removals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's valid. More of a scarification. Right? <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it uh, a seven. 
going to give it a 7 out of 10 because it isn't the most finale-y of all finales Mm -hmm. that we've seen so far. And um, I actually forgot to like start from the beginning beginning when I put this episode on so I didn't get the Kansas intro. Did you all listen to the like did you all do the road so far with uh, Carry On My Wayward Son? It wasn't on Netflix. Yeah. It no, it skips yeah. it. Yeah, it skips it unless you remember to go back. Oh, okay. To like restart it. But um I really I was like sad that I didn't get that. So it felt even less finale y because I forgot. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 mouth butts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I was going to say is pretty much exactly what Bianca just said. So <laughs> that, and I'm going 7 out of 10 bowls of queso. Yeah. Delicious. Mm. I, uh... Uh, yeah, it, it was a you know a bit lacking as a season finale, but I am a total sucker for the emotional bro moments, so I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten pri- primordial oopses. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, that gives this episode a seven point three three three. Okay. That's yeah. That's, yeah. Um. I went ahead and did some prediction. I wrote out a predictions paragraph oh, for season cool. 11. And I don't know if anybody else prepared or can throw something together. But, Not prepared. Uh, um, well, I have my basic prediction, which is just that I'm... Maybe it's not even a prediction. It's a hope that we get some, like, truly apocalyptic, like, the world doesn't even look like the world anymore. Like, I know yeah. we kind of got that with the whole, like, fall of the angels. But people were still going on living their lives. I want, like, some true, like apocalypse stuff just like in my own life just kind of like you can't find any potatoes or toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) hoard hoard toilet paper so wait Yvette how how much further did you see of just the like sort of intro just like the like intro part to it and then I managed to like get to the thing like I was like casting it from my iPad which I had left in another room so I had to like get up and go get it but I was like looking for it like oh where is it why is stuff happening on the screen uh, uh. so not that much and I was like frantic so I didn't really watch it but I did see something you all just <laughs> faded out for a minute and then you oh, came back no. oh sorry Weird. <laughs> so I don't know if you can hear me say what's happening, but <laughs> I couldn't hear anyone for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, so that stinks that you saw some stuff, but just a little yeah. bit, nothing crazy. And I mean, I'm assuming we're going to be recording again soon, so I'll just watch on. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. it's not like you don't have to wait long. <laughs> yeah, big summer you have to wait through or anything. <laughs> All right, well, so so what I wrote down is that the whole situation with the darkness is giving me busted open Hellgate vibes crossed with Leviathan vibes. Uh, we we all know that the former worked out much better than the latter. Uh, we're presented with some new and different season arc foes, probably. And they are all, they already couldn't possibly get away from the predicament they're in. You know, yeah, so yeah. I mean, obviously they're going to get away, but they couldn't possibly get away from that. 
if the show had a much bigger budget, the darkness would engulf and drastically alter the entire universe, but I predict the boys will get away within the first half of the season premiere, and the darkness will either infect people or form into some new darkness monsters that will initially appear unkillable. Hmm. Hmm. You know, the darkness is my favorite fear. Surly is the darkness? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's good stuff. It tastes like coffee. <laughs> So every time you say that, I'm like, mm, beer. Mm, the beer. <laughs> mm, delicious. <laughs> the beer. Yeah, so I mean, I like, like I, said, I also I, totally thought you said the darkness is my favorite fear. Yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. damn, girl. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so deep. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, me too. And I was just sitting here in odd silence like, wow. <laughs> Darcy is so deep, man. Um, no, I just like beer. So, so yeah, I mean, basically, what I'm, basically, I guess I'm saying that I agree with Yvette that it would be great if it was just like the entire world was altered in a way that was like, like, unchangeable, or the, you know, it was a completely different landscape that they're traveling in. Uh, it would be nice, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think that would be nice. Just... Well, it'd be nice for them, but it'd be nice for us because it'd be like not just constant uh, Canadian landscape looking like the middle America. <laughs> yeah. Are you bored with middle America, Paul? <sighs> no, I, well, I mean, not, not where we are. But... Well, it's about to get really exciting. Yeah, middle America <laughs> is getting really interesting. <laughs> We've got this virus. Yeah. Political stuff. It's going to get really crazy. Did you hear that? Like a lot of the stores are out of ammo. Yeah, I did hear that. All the, oh yeah, the God. Stores, yeah. stores in our area uh, can't keep enough ammo. Uh, yeah, that's so I, scary. I, I mean, to be honest, I I know the way to Canada really well. I've been studying. So they 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 they, uh, they were they were painting you know they were painting it as a story about deer hunters that had trouble finding enough ammo to to hunt their deer. But I don't I, I don't think I heard why. the subtext in that news story. Yeah, I caught that. Oh. Stand back and stand by. Ooh, <laughs> oh, God. God, please no. Whew, I'm an hour and a half from Mexico if you can go by plane. So, I don't know. It's terrifying. Mm. There's plenty of uh, poorly protected land border to our north. Uh, That's exactly right. I know exactly how to get there. I know where exactly to go over on yep. foot. I realized uh, a couple days ago that my passport expired. Uh, two months ago, and I'm oh. like, oh god, you better that get that really paid. matter because no one's legally letting us in anyway. That's true. <sighs> yeah, I know. Um, so I don't. I I may have mentioned this, but my mom has been stranded in the U.S. now for <gasps> six months. Oh, she doesn't. Gosh. She doesn't live here, and she was visiting my sister, who just bought a house in California um, in February, and she was like the country that she lives in totally shut their borders, like completely, like nobody's in, nobody's out. Um, and, um, yeah. So she's just been living at my sister's house and she like mentioned, she was like, I could come travel and see you. And I was like, absolutely freaking literally not. You're like <laughs> 70 years old. Like you shouldn't be traveling anyway. Yeah. Like, stay put, stay put, stay healthy. Yeah. So it's fine. Cause it like helps my sister out. Cause she's like homeschooling her kids right now and stuff, but it's crazy. Right. Aunt to yeah. be taking care of my mom's yeah. dogs and her birds. And yeah, she's stranded. It's crazy. That is. Oh, yeah. gosh. Should we wrap up the episode that we are in? 
Yes. <laughs> which which episode is that? <laughs> Fictional apocalypse. COVID part, COVID part three. Uh, hey, uh, thanks everyone uh, for joining us again. Everybody that's uh, participating in this particular recording. Megan, thank you so much for rejoining us. Thanks for having me. And thanks everyone for listening, of course, as well. Hi, Nutty. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we'll say happy hunting. We'll see ya. Happy hunting. Bye. Bye. Happy hunting, y'all. Bye. See you next season. You've been listening to Idgitcast from quadruplez.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash We would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The opening theme for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by Idgitcast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting imthewonderband.com. The closing music you are listening to even as I speak is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. Yvette presents this trove of information at moviesofalifetime.com. Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at Idgicast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed introcast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com.